Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Morning, family. So good to be with you all this morning. What, what an impactful time of worship. Yeah. Incredible words that were shared. Man, that amazing offering. It, it, the, the Lord is laying a, a buffet before us this morning. And we're feasting at the Lord's table. It's particularly meaningful for you if you've been fasting uh, and you feel like you, you could use a table to feast at. Good news is we're breaking fast. Um, and uh, and we, we're so grateful to the Lord who has carried us through His grace. Um, I don't know what your fast looked like, uh, whether it was a food fast or you fasted other things that are particularly meaningful to you in order to make room for the Lord to, to speak um, and in order that other lights would be dimmer so that He would shine. Whatever that, whatever that looks like for you, we're grateful that the Lord has carried us through His grace in this time and we're seeing the fruit of it. We're seeing the fruit of it in, in, our, in our lives. I loved putting my pants on this morning and seeing the fruit. <laughs> yes, sir, this is <laughs> Why was I fasting again? <laughs> oh, yes, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. It wasn't my waistline. Okay. Okay. You may have seen a few people um, with... Uh, Black masks on our black mask uh, brigade. Some of that, that's some of our connect leaders um, who are wearing this mask. We gave our connect leaders just this mask as a show of appreciation for the way that um, they so sacrificially give of their time and lead groups. We're so appreciate, appreciative of you, connect leaders who are in the room, connect leaders who are with us online. Can I ask uh, if you're a connect leader to please uh, stand to your feet? Um, and uh, if you're online, if you'll, get, if you'll put your hand up somehow, thank you. Thank you for choosing to serve. And I want to bless you with this, that, that the Lord would bless your bodies, would bless your health, your finances, that Lord, you bless your households, uh, that you would be refreshed, that your storehouses would be replenished as you have positioned yourself to serve others so God would refresh you and uh, replenish you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Trusting that uh, uh, many of you uh, will, will heed the call to start groups also. We love uh, our, the community that we build within Connect Groups, and if you join a Connect Group, we, we want to ask you to strongly consider starting a group this year uh, and being part of that, this, this Connect Group army that we're putting together, that is going forward and ministering the gospel. All over the city, at, on any given day, there are connect groups that are meeting. Some of them are happening virtually online. Uh, some of them are happening in coffee shops, in households, uh, in outdoor venues, wherever, wherever you are. Uh, but we trust and we believe that wherever those connect groups are happening, the values of God are being portrayed in that space. That makes sense, right? The values of God are being portrayed in that space. And so what that tells us is that if you're meeting in a coffee shop, for example, the values and the way of the kingdom are being portrayed in that, in that coffee shop. 
And so the kingdom of God has come in that coffee shop. So we pray for it all the time. It's in the Lord's prayer. It's in our, it's, it's in our worship songs. It's in our prayers. Let your will be done your way, your kingdom. Guess what? When we're meeting in those areas, because we are there, two or, remember Jesus said, two or three are gathered, I'm there. We're practicing the values of the kingdom. The kingdom has come in that place. When you meet in your households, guess what's happening? The kingdom of God has come into that place. In, in your outdoor venues, virtually wherever you are, even those, those meetings that are happening in workplaces, a lot of those were happening in prayer meetings over lunch and before work. The kingdom of God is coming into those places. So you're part of that, of that mandate. Amen. Man, you know, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you wake up in the morning and you reach for your Bible and you have just incredible worship and devotion time in the Lord. And sometimes you wake up and children are bouncing on your bed and, um, and it's chaotic. But, but I had one of those times this morning, uh, but I just I, I closed my eyes and I was so appreciative of the Lord. The, 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 my, my soul, there's just a, a song that came out of my soul that was just ministering to me. And I just began to sing, to sing it over myself um, as, as I was uh, uh, allowing my spirit um, to, to turn to God. And, and, and some, of you, some of you know um, the song that's ministered to me so, so impactfully. Sing, Greg, sing. <laughs> Release me. It says, Ek staan vandag soos deis en de voor my. Met a fear in my heart for you. Dear all the year we in the name sing. And some met angle will I quick know it bring. My word is men. Marie moet at Bergen van Alles for me is my begin, is my einde, is the name that I believe, yes. Alles for me, and is genoeg. I tell you, Sometimes we doubt our salvation. In that moment, I knew I was all the way in saved. <laughs> Doing devotion in Afrikaans, baby, I'm in. <laughs> I am saved. I am redeemed. <laughs> the Americans have some work to do in catching up. I have to, I have to translate that for you. Catch up, with, catch up with somebody over coffee after... After the service, they'll, they'll, they'll translate to you. Let, let's go uh, in, our, in our Bibles um, to the book of Acts, chapter 16. You follow in your Bibles, or you can follow on, on the screen. I always prefer following in my Bible. In, in, in the book of Acts, chapter 16, we have uh, Paul and his companions who had been traveling uh, towards an intended area in, in Asia, and the Holy Spirit had blocked them from going into this area and had rather redirected them to this area of Macedonia and uh, Philippi uh, to go and preach there. In fact, Paul had seen a vision 
of somebody asking him earnestly to come and to preach in this area. And so they'd gone there. And when they, when they arrived in this place, they found, okay, there, there was not a synagogue. At, their custom would be that they would find the synagogue on the Sabbath. They would go and they would reason or they would preach the gospel in this area. Uh, however, they were told there's an area outside of the city by the river where prayer normally happens. And so they go and they find this area and there's a group of women who meet in this area and they were praying. And the Bible tells us um, that there, there's a, a particular woman who responded to the preaching of Paul. Her name was Lydia. She was a worshiper of God. She worshipped God, and, yet, and, and, and so when Paul preached, um, her heart was open, and she received the gospel. Uh, I, I love that the Bible paints this picture, that this woman was a worshipper of God, because what it told me immediately uh, was that this woman was worshipping God with the revelation that she had until Paul came along. Yeah. And what it told me also is that that revelation was not enough. She was diligent with what she had, but it wasn't enough. Paul brought the revelation of Jesus. She received Jesus as her Lord and Savior so that she could have full expression of relationship and worship uh, in, in terms of worshiping God. And, and so, and so uh, having led these people to the Lord, uh, the, the scriptures talk about how uh, when, whenever Paul and Silas and, and, and the missionary crew were moving around, there would be this woman who was demon-possessed um, who would be following them around. And she was testifying these men are of God. These men are, are, are bringing the word of God. And, uh, and for whatever reason, Paul became very annoyed with this um, uh, testimony from the demon. <laughs> so he cast this demon out. And, and this, the Bible tells us this woman, she was a slave woman. And her master was not happy uh, because they made their money by letting people come. And, and this woman would tell their fortunes and they would pay money for it. Now the spirit was gone and she couldn't do that, so they were losing an income source. Uh, so they dragged Paul and Silas to the market square. They brought the magistrate in. They accused them before uh, uh, the, the, the public, um, and they dispensed immediate judgment. They tore their clothes off, said they laid many uh, stripes on them. That means they beat them severely without even counting. You know, in the Jewish law, uh, there was this understanding of uh, 40 minus 1. Uh, stripes, which was kind of the show of mercy that we, we, you can be beaten, but no more than 40 to preserve your life. These people, it says in the, in the scriptures that they beat them without even counting. Um, uh, so they beat them severely. Uh, and then they gave the instruction to the jailer, throw these people into the jail uh, and make sure that they don't escape. So the jailer takes them and puts them into the inner, inner cell, the Bible tells us, ties their feet um, in chains, and they left there overnight. And that's where we find them about midnight. Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to God. And in the inner cell, beaten to with an inch of their lives, uh, tied up, uncomfortable, damp and cold. And what are they doing? They are singing hymns uh, to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do? 
to be saved. Amen. In the midst of their shame, in the midst of what seemed like failure, in the midst of their pain, in the midst of discomfort and challenge, Paul and Silas were worshiping God. I love the scripture, and I love the fact that in the context of community, in the context of connect groups, we are reminded that even despite what we are going through, that there is still a call and a mandate to worship our God. And it's good because in isolation we forget, don't we? Sometimes things happen. We experience failures, unmet expectations, trials, tribulations, and what do we do? Anything other than worship God. We we assume things. We assume that God has forgotten us. We assume that that we've gone astray at some point. We assume that we're not in his will. Because if we're suffering, we we must not be in his will, right? But Paul and Silas are worshiping. They're singing hymns. Let us not forsake the gathering of the saints. Because in the gathering of the saints, we'll be reminded what is our right response in the place of suffering, in that place of of pain, in that uh, place of unmet or failed expectations. What do we do when it seems like we got it wrong, we have not heard God? We see in the scripture that Paul and Silas They went together. Within community, within Connect, we go together. We do life together. We don't don't assume that the Christian faith is supposed to be worked out in isolation. It's not me and Jesus kind of on the golf course or, 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 or out in the desert somewhere or on the mountain. We have sweet times with with Jesus in in, in those times where we withdraw and we're with him. But at all times, we press into community. Jesus loved his time with the Lord. He prioritized his time with with his father. He withdrew, but he always connected back into community. And so we go together, and we see Paul and Silas here going together, and we see them worshiping through their pain together. Why is this important? Because your testimony in your pain, your testimony in your chains brings freedom to those around you. Some of you have this testimony of people who have come to you and told you that, man, I I don't know how you do it. Tell me how you have managed to keep the kind of joy that I see in you because I know your life. I know what you're going through. And yet somehow you've been able to maintain a joy that I don't understand. And we get to tell them, listen, I want to tell you a little bit, I want to tell you about something called a peace of God that surpasses understanding. Let me tell you where I get that from. Some of you have had people tell you, I, I, you don't know this, but I've been watching you. And as we've been going through difficulties at work, as, it's, as, as uh, we've heard these rumors about cutbacks and retrenchments and salary cuts and, 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 and performance things, I, I have watched you. And your reaction has dumbfounded me. And I want to know what you know. I want to know what you hang on to that has allowed you to be the way that you are because the rest of us have fallen into fear and panic. Whether you know it or not, there are those around you who are watching you. And they see 
your response in the inner cell. The jailer fell to his face and wanted to be saved because he knew he was meeting a different people. The uh, people who worship God and God shook the foundations of the jail and shook the chains off of their feet, shook the doors open, gave them freedom, and they chose not to walk out. And he looked at the situation and he said, this is unlike anything I've ever encountered before. I want to know more. Paul moves from Philippi and and he goes into this area of of Thessalonica. And in this area, he does what he did did before. He he, He had been in prison and if you read the rest of that story in Acts 16, they get released. And, he, and so he has to leave the area of Philippi and he goes to Thessalonica. You've got to love Paul. Uh, that um, he, he left Philippi because he got into trouble for preaching the gospel. So what does he do when he gets to Thessalonica? Of course, he's learned his lesson, so he keeps quiet. No. He does the very same thing that got him kicked out of the previous town. He preaches the gospel. He is faithful with the word that God has given him. But the Jews were jealous. And taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, setting the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Let them go on bail. Jason's house was known as a place of gathering. When they were raising up the mob, and they wanted to find the Christians, they knew where to find the Christians because the Christians gather at Jason's house. What I want to know from you this morning is in your neighborhood, when people want to find the Christians, do they know that they ought to come to your house because the Christians gather at your house Or is your house like every other house so that they would overlook your house on their way to Jason's house? Jason's house was known for producing world changes. This was the testimony of the people who wanted to punish them. These people who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them. The testimony of the persecutors is that Jason's house produces world changes. Come on, Jason's house. Are you producing world changes? Whether you're meeting in your home, in that coffee shop, online, in the park, wherever it is that you're meeting, 
Are you leaving from that meeting space and going back to your family and is your family's testimony that you have become a world changer ever since you went to Jason's house? When you go back home during the holidays to your extended family, are they going something is different about you? You have been at Jason's house because you are now a world changer that is turning our system upside down. When you go into your workplace, is the testimony of those who work with you that you are a change agent who has impacted the system and changed and turned things upside down. Jason's house. In Jason's house, they carried one another's burdens. See, when they went to find Paul and Silas, or they went to find Paul and his crew, they didn't find them. But they found Jason and some of the other brothers. So they took them instead to stand trial. You see, Jason was willing to stand in the gap for Paul. They carried one another's burdens. I had a, a, a heartbreaking moment some years back when we were doing a, a series uh, around, around race, and it was around a time when uh, uh, in our nation there, there was a particular uh, 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 uproar, and, um, and, and there were some real racial tensions um, that had flared up. And as a church, we stood in the gap. And as a church, we said, let's gather together and let's find our theology. Um, what does the Bible tell us is our response during this time? And it seemed very much like the narrative was to choose signs. Um, you are of this way, you are of that way. And we chose the side of God. And we said, this is, this is the people that we're choosing to be. And, and, and so we decided together. And then every one of you went out and you lived out that, those values and that lifestyle. I'm so grateful that we get to be part of a multicultural family. Something, something that, that, that was heartbreaking to me was, uh, I was I was sharing the message on, on, on one of those days. And as the Lord moved me, it wasn't something that I'd prepared. But as the Lord moved me, I remember saying, uh, saying these words. Uh, because they, they, the, 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 the narrative had become almost like we're going to chase people, white people out of the country, we're going to kill white people. There was fear um, that, that was rising up. And I said, um, listen, for, in order for those people to get to you, and I'm speaking particularly to my white brothers and sisters, in order for whoever is saying that to get to you, they're going to have to go through me. And, and, and there were two, two responses to that. Um, the, 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 first, the first response was after the service, uh, a few of my uh, white brothers came and we prayed together, and they were in tears, and I, I didn't realize how impactful uh, me saying that would be, but there, there's a lot of tension inside of people, and so we prayed together, and, and the Holy Spirit ministered, and God was glorified in that moment. Uh, as I walked out, there was somebody who was waiting for me, uh, a, a, a black person, um, who was also in tears, um, who, who said to me, I can't believe you said that. What a betrayal. <laughs> and, and, I, and it broke my heart because I realized in that moment that the gospel hadn't settled in her heart. Because you see, when the gospel settles, then Jason will stand for Paul. So when Paul had caused trouble in Thessalonica, 
and he was chased out. He went to the next place, to Berea. And, and he got there, no, he got there, he, he took up a different trade because the, preaching the gospel was hazardous to his life. Uh, and he was trying to live a long, comfortable life, you know. He had goals, he had ambitions, God had put things in his heart. <laughs> no. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went to the Jewish synagogue. When they arrived, you went from jail, beating, in a cell, being hidden while other pe- the crowds were looking for him. He w- goes to this other place. When they arrived, they went to the synagogue. Because, what, guys, what do, what do we do as Christians? What, what, what do we do? Is our life not supposed to look different from the lives of those who are not of, of Christ? Are our values not supposed to be the values of the kingdom? Is our life not supposed to be driven around the mandate of making disciples? We are supposed to be obsessed with this mandate that if we have experienced the love of God, then wherever we go, that is the message that we preach. And we see this in the, in the life of Paul. And if you don't have that fire burning inside of you, we're going to pray for the grace of God that, that, that you would order your life around the kingdom. Not that the kingdom would fit into your schedule. Oh, I didn't make friends there. But let me just, let me just read the Bible. Let me read the Bible. Let me let Jesus be the one who offends. Um, Okay, so they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed, uh, with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. Love that the Bible will continuously uh, shed light on the values of God. You know, sometimes people use the Bible to push their own agenda and to tell you that God is an oppressive God. Um, And yet we see consistently, it's highlighted even in the book of Acts, how God would use women so strategically um, to open doors. And and, and even in this this instance, we see the the Greek women of high standing as well as the men are counted amongst those who are being saved. But the people of Berea had a discipline of the study of God's word. It says that they, they met together daily to study the word. So they received this, this, this teaching from Paul. They were open-minded. Um, and they went and they sought the scriptures to see if the things that he was saying were so. So when we meet, we, when we meet together like this, it, on, on, a, on a Sunday, we receive the word, but you have another context in smaller groups where we can go, we can open the word, and we can say, let's verify these things. Let's look at the scriptures. Let's study the word for ourselves. Let's not just receive blindly from what, what, what was said without questioning. We, none of the preachers who, who stand or sit here in front of you and break the word open are offended by you going and saying, I'm going to verify that in the word of God. We are inspired by that because we know you're going into the Word of God. You're studying His Word. You're you're breaking that opening. You're allowing Him to minister to you and to feed your soul. And we do that in the context of Connect Group. That is why we are obsessed with this thing of Connect Group. In Connect Group, we study 
the Word of God. And so if you don't have, if you struggle to, 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 read, to read the Word, you don't have a, a daily kind of discipline, it happens here and there, sometimes you get busy, sometimes you get distracted, get into a connect group. I'll take you one further. Lead a connect group. You'll be inspired to get into the Word of God. By the way, we make it super easy for you as a leader in a, in a connect group because you have an outline, you have a, 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 the, the content um, for you to teach. You just download it, you, you get to connect, it's all there, it's on your phone, um, and you facilitate discussion. But there's something that's happened for me when I've put myself in, in a position of serving others that has helped me to grow, that has helped me to go into the Word of God. I love that the people of Berea processed their theology in community. When they didn't understand something, they went to their community and said, let, let us gather together. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Let us discuss so that we have a righteous outcome at the end of the day. Now, we, we can sit here, we can quote case after case after case of, of people where we have tried to intervene uh, who have caught onto something. Some, some, some teaching, who have read some book, who found something on YouTube that was weird, and they caught onto it, and they processed it in isolation, and started to believe things that were contrary to the teaching of the Bible. Because they didn't process it in community, there was no challenge, there was no stretching, there was no looking at things from different angles, and so they started to believe in spiritual error. A lot of those people fell off out of our community. Uh, sad to say, uh, because they, they sought, their itching ears, the Bible said, sought out uh, what they wanted to hear without accountability, without being challenged. If you're going to truly understand the Word of God, you have to be willing to be challenged and to be accountable and to hear different uh, perspectives and to submit to the authority of the Word of God. And so when you're discussing in your group, if, if there are things that seemed a little bit difficult for you to understand, or books, or, 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 or YouTube things that you came across, or something somebody else said, and you can bring that into connect, and we can dissect it, and if it seems bigger than, man, we, we just can't figure it out, guess what? We have Pastor Sai on speed dial. Pastor Sai, help, help, us, help us unpack this word. Pastor Greg, help us unpack this word. Pastor David, help us unpack this word. Pastor Quinton, we need your help. Step in here and help us unpack this word. Because we do all we can um, to understand, but also to submit to the teaching of, of the word of God, so that our theology um, would lead us to a, place of, uh, to a righteous conclusion. Amen. How many of us are ready to be in a connect group? Okay. A few of us, so I'm just going to keep preaching. Okay. I, I, I thought I was landing. Let me just go on to next week's sermon. Let's put our, let's, um, let me check one more time. How many of us are ready to join a connect group? Oh, that's a lot healthier. Everybody's like, yeah, no, 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 we'll join, we'll join. I've good news for you. Today, you can join a group. Today, you can start a group. When we're asking you to join a group or start a group, what we're asking you to do is to make an intentional decision to be part of this community. This gathering today, this morning, is amazing. It's fantastic. This cannot be your only expression of Christian community. It just cannot. If this is your one expression of, of Christian community, uh, please, 
uh, join a connect group. And we also ask you, consider starting a connect group because we are serious about this mandate of advancing this kingdom. We are serious about this vision where, where all over Johannesburg, where all over the, the, our, our neighborhoods, on any given day, there are groups that are meeting for the sake of the kingdom. There's discipleship happening. The values of the kingdom are happening in those places. You know what's going to happen when we have those, that, like just a lot of groups meeting and doing that? We are tangibly impacting our city. We're praying, Lord, help us to impact our city. Help us to fig- be in a group. Start a group. Why? Because it's people that impact our city. It's not an idea. It's not, Lord, help us impact our, our, our city, and God sends an angel to press the impact the city button. What we're praying when we say those things is people. Lord, use me to impact the city. Lord, use me to disciple somebody who's going to impact the city who's going to impact policy, who's going to impact a neighborhood, who's going to impact a family, who's going to lead people to Christ. It's people. Where are our people? In connect groups. And we can invite people who don't know Christ into those spaces, and we are tangibly affecting uh, a a system change within the city, and we're becoming the people of Jason's household who turn our city upside down. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you to please uh, raise your hand if you would like to receive uh, a card that you can fill in to start a group or to, or to join a group. You'll be able to fill in your name uh, and your details, and we'll get in touch with you to help you uh, navigate how to do that. So please just go ahead and raise your hand. You want to start a group, uh, join a group. You'll, you, you can tick whichever is the appropriate section. The, the pens and, and, and stuff uh, are available also. Uh, you can also make use of the QR code. If you're online, there'll be a link. Um, for you to click on the QR code is also also on there. So um, if you want to try this first, you can just point your camera um, at that QR code and select scan on your, on your camera function. It should scan that and lead you to a form, a digital form that you can fill in. If you want the hard copy rather than just keep your hand raised until our ushers have gotten to you and, and, and give us your details on there and then we will help you uh, to get into a group. We will be in touch with you We'll answer all the questions. So if you're unclear about the process, don't worry. We will help you. We'll get in touch with you. If you think you want to start a group but you're not sure what to do or you feel like you need training, don't worry. We'll, we'll talk you through it. We'll equip you. We'll give you all the content, all the training, anything else that, we need, that you need. All we're asking for at this point is partner with us to make disciples. Partner with us to impact the city. And it just starts with that first step of saying yes. Uh, by, by, by raising your hand. So if there's any more people, please go ahead and, and raise your hand. If, if there's somebody here that you, or, or somebody that you want to uh, give the form to who's not here, you can, you can go ahead and raise, the, raise your hand to get one of those forms uh, for, them, for them also. Thank you, Lord. If you're done uh, with uh, filling in the form or you're not filling a form, please rise to your feet. Um, if you are still busy, don't, don't worry about it. You can stay seated and still fill in the form.
when, you, when you're done with your form, you can drop it off in the baskets uh, on your way out uh, through, the, through the glass doors there so that we have that information to be able to get in touch with you. Thank you, Father. We love your word. We love your community. We love your people. Uh, we love your presence. Uh, we're committing ourselves, and, and, and uh, just in your heart, you know if this is for you. We're committing ourselves uh, that we want to be invest in your community. So we're investing in, 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 in the people of God, and we're investing in being available to be used by you. We're going to be in a connect group. We're going to start a connect group, and we're going to trust you that you're going to use that to even invite people who don't know you, people who are outside of the church, uh, to be part of that community so they may also experience your presence. Thank you that we get to be part of this. We thank you. We ask that you will grace us. Give us the courage. Give us the boldness. And allow us just to take that first step. Just give us that boldness to take that first step. And to know, even as your word promises, that you are with us every step of the way. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.